Welcome to Exploring Possibilities, a show about holistic spirituality. I'm your hostess, Cheryl Sitz, and if you're just finding our show, be sure to check out our website at journeyofpossibilities.com. You'll find a whole library of past guests, many, many interesting shows there. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, and if you do listen there, do me a favor and rate us as well so that other people can find our show, and if you subscribe, then you'll never miss an episode. We'll be introducing today's guest right after a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Mario with Tech Life Balance, and I've been in the IT field for about 20 years. I have a big range of experience. I've worked with PCs, I've worked with servers, I've done online marketing strategies, I do websites, I even build online communities and help produce the podcast that you're listening to right now. I've actually been involved in IT so much that I got lost in all the technology and technology was taking over me. And I'm not saying to unplug or anything like that. What I'm saying is find a balance. I know I did. It took a traumatic event for me to learn that capability and it it was a challenge. And there are obstacles and there's things you run into that sometimes you don't realize you're even doing. So I designed a program to help you do that by looking at all your technologies and just helping you embrace it in a way that it's smoothed into your life. And I like to say that we log in, log out, and break free so we can have a life. Contact us at techlifebalance.net and let us know what we can help you with. Enjoy the podcast. I have some exciting news today. We are going to be launching a magazine, and that's going to be a seasonal magazine, and we're going to have ad space in there available as well. So if you'd like to contact me now about sponsorships of this podcast, I will offer you some very special combination deals on ad space for both. So you can do that through my website, journeyofpossibilities.com. Today's guest is Kathleen McManus. You can find her online at alternative-skin.com. Kathleen helps people with skin conditions and all of her clients understand the mind-body connection. She is a master esthetician and the author of Being Beautiful Through Energy and Love. I just love that title. Her products and services combine energy therapies, nutritional aesthetics, and organic skin care. It's a day of beauty. Welcome, Kathleen. Hi, thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yes, I'm delighted to have you. I love your subject matter. We have not talked much about... Uh, physical beauty on this podcast ever. And I do think that that one is kind of an extension of the other. So I'm really curious, how did you find your way onto this path? It seems like you have kind of a spiritual path as well as a physical one. Yes, well, I actually had um, psoriasis myself. So I had psoriasis since childhood. And I went to, like many people with psoriasis, went to many doctors and it was told it was a chronic skin condition. There was really nothing that you could do about it. You really just had to kind of cope and and deal with it and that kind of thing. Like many people who are on the spiritual path, we often have difficult childhoods. And so mine certainly wasn't an exception to that rule. And being a sensitive person, a sensitive soul, I like to say, you know, I was very sensitive to the situations going on in, in the household. So I could clearly understand that that was the onset of my psoriasis, which I find is the same through many, many people. Somewhere in my 30s, I want to say 32, 33, I became very sick. And uh, psoriasis is actually a, you know, indication that your, you know, your system as a whole is, you know, out of balance and, and needs some, some attention, some, some love. 
And I went to see, because I had really not had any luck with mainstream medicine, I went to see an alternative medicine practitioner. And she gave me a whole list of things to do, um, including going back into mainstream medicine to have some tests um, and have some some things done. So I did everything that she said. Um, and Chinese medicine has a, a very um, significant spiritual aspect to it. And um, with a great deal of you know self-awareness and help from... Uh, um, acupuncture and a few other things, I was able to clear my skin completely. And it was everywhere except for my face. And um, and I decided that I really needed to take it to the next step. So I became an esthetician and really dedicated most of my time to uh, people you know, dealing with chronic disease, uh, disorders of the skin. Um, during In my practice, uh, many of my clients would say, you know, you're so holistic. You don't do anything that, you know, don't recommend anything that traditional estheticians recommend, you know, what, so what is it that you, what is it that you do, you know, for your own skin? And so that's really kind of how my practice was born. So it's really combining the um, nutritional, energetic and spiritual aspects of healing and, and beautifying your skin. That's really interesting, especially when you talked about the childhood pain. I had a horrible time with acne when I was a teenager, just awful. And I used to go and get all these extensive treatments. And I was very fortunate to grow out of that through those treatments. My skin did normalize by the time I was in my 20s. But I've had a lot of friends with skin conditions. And you mentioned the energy component. And of course, that's the one I want to jump right into first, because (laughs) that's the most unique. It seems like from person to person, what energy work means to them is very different. So why do you think we manifest with these skin conditions? Is there a why in your path, in your understanding of it? And what does your version of energy work entail? Well, you know, the our skin in, is a really an external view of what's going on internally. And it constantly gives us clues to what we need to do in terms of our emotional healing and um, healing on an energetic and physical physical level as well. So, you know, there really isn't, so there's a great deal of uh, information that you gain about your own health and well-being through your skin disorders. So the more that you can tap into that um, knowledge, first of all, the quicker that things will resolve, but you'll also uh, come to know yourself on a much, much deeper level. So in terms of the energy work, you know, I've always been... um, it's always been incorporated in my, you know, in my life and what I do personally. But when I first got out of aesthetic school, I didn't really jump right out there with, you know, the energy aesthetics piece. <laughs> I was a little undercover. Right? <laughs> like many of us, yes. Yeah. And so people would say to me, I don't know what you just did, but I feel so good. Right. So they didn't really know. I didn't really even divulge, which is, you know, may not be. You know, some people have some feelings about that, but I just did what I would naturally do when I was working with someone, you know, particularly with touch, right? Touch is an energetic exchange. Yes. And so, you know, with with more comments and more feedback from my clients, you know, I really started to educate them. Well, this is this is what I'm doing, actually. And they were fascinated by it and very open to it. So the more that I began to talk about it more openly and really lead with it in my practice, you know, of course, more people that I would attract that were, you know, interested in that kind of healing, but also people who had not experienced it before and really wanted to know, you know, what's up with this energetic stuff, right? You know, I really would like to learn, you know, more about it. And so they don't, you know, you kind of have to go with how they feel, right? If you give them a little bit of information and then that's all they ask, then they typically just want to experience it and really don't want to know anything more. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it's the other way around, you know, can, can you teach me how to do this and, and so forth. And so that's really how my practice would evolve. So, you know, I, I teach my clients, you know, to do it for themselves, right? So face reading and energy aesthetics is really a tool that I teach my clients so that, you know, essentially they don't really need me. <laughs> that's right? great. So, <laughs> so that, I hope that answers your question. That's a little bit of, you know, um, how I combine the two. No, I like that. And what I, my favorite thing that you said is that you're teaching them how to do it for themselves. I really believe that a huge part of why we're here now, quote unquote, awakening in all the ways that we are, is to learn how to take better care of our own self from more of a proactive living in health and wellness, natural path which is what you're teaching too. And I love that. You, you mentioned um, about the energy work. Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoyed how you described that, but about like getting their permission or just going ahead and doing it. I had someone tell me, you know, our higher self is only going to let it happen for us if we're willing to receive it. And if we're not, no matter what people try and do for us, it's not going to come in. So I don't know how important permission is. I I think I should always ask for it, but Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. Sometimes people seem to want it, even if they don't want to know what it is. That's right. And they, you know, the little, the least information, the better. (laughs) I mean, you know, that, that was when I really wasn't feeling my you know, most confident in terms of leading with it. I mean, now it's not an issue at all. But but when I first became an esthetician, it was. And, you know, it really wasn't, you know, at the time, even acupuncture was a strange thing here in New England, <laughs> where I live. Right. You know, so, you know, I had to, feel, I felt like I had to go gently. Um, in terms of permission, you know, I think there's a been, you know, that, you know, I agree with that for the most part. And that's why I, you know, I, you know, was, I, you know, was a little less forthcoming with that information, but it was really just uh, a learning experience from, for me. But I've also noticed that there's been a big shift in terms of that um, idea surrounding permission. And I think the reason why it's happened is because many of us who are uh, in energy medicine or energy work, um, have recognized that sort of almost requested of the universe of, of source or how whatever word is most comfortable for, for you and the listeners is that, you know, we're kind of have a, a challenge, you know, uh, <laughs> to um, help people understand this, this modality or this um, uh, philosophy. And we could really use a little assistance. And I think that's happened. I think, you know, people are, whether they're more open to it or just energetically more open to it because of that assistance, it allows um, some, an opening or some space for people who really aren't really quite 100% ready to dive in, but want to experience. And once they've had the opportunity to experience it, even if it's a little bit, then they get they gain a little bit of, of a comfort level and are willing to maybe um, explore. And I think that's important to to really acknowledge. I think that there's been some assistance in terms of um, helping us heal or making the the journey a little less um, taxing. I agree with that. And even if for me at least, sometimes it's just as simple as look, I can try something that maybe you haven't experienced before. Are you willing and open to receive that? You know, I'm amazed at the people that say yes. And then they're just so surprised that it actually does something for them. (laughs) And it's such a fun thing to experience, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing to experience. It it really is a beautiful thing to be be a part of and to witness. They're, you know, they are amazed. They are just, um, they're amazed. And so that's, that's a good thing. 
It is. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So I kind of look at the meaning behind things. I I agree with you that everything is a manifestation of something. So like our skin conditions are manifesting that are showing us that there's something else going on inside of us. And I think Mm -hmm. what's going on inside of us is also caused by something else that's going on with us emotionally. So I think Mm -hmm. you can kind of go back and back and back with it. So Mm -hmm. like Louise Hay would say, if you've got some kind of an itching, like when I had poison ivy, she said, you know, what are you, what are you, you're not keeping your boundaries and what are you itching to get off your your chest or whatever so almost a, the scratching and itching had to do with something I was itching to deal with um, how do you look at some of the more common skin conditions do you look at them through that framework when you say there's something deeper going on or how do you work with your clients to help them kind of get to the root cause yeah uh, yes so you know there there is an emotional component you know an emotional energetic component and a, you know uh, biological component to skin care, to taking care of improving the skin. So in terms of the emotion, the emotional component is the most important component. Uh, so the first step really is to get them to understand that there is an emotional connection to it. Okay, Whether it was uh, the emotional connection had something to do with the onset or whether it has something to do with whether it's holding uh, you back from accelerating, the, you know, moving through the healing process or whether it is something that you should be experiencing and not try to block. For instance, um, I really have not had, you know, been psoriasis-free for a good maybe 10 years or so, maybe even longer than that. At this point, I have to, I have to look longer than that. 15, awesome. 20 years. You know, and recently, I've had to, you know, dig a little deeper and do some very deep uh, work on myself and had to grieve some um, elements of my childhood that I had not allowed myself to grieve. And as a result... I have patches, you know, uh, of psoriasis that erupted just on my sh- my shoulder blades, so right behind my shoulder blades, um, on the top of my shoulders, which, you know, energetically represents the lungs. The lungs on the face are also represented on your cheeks, so I have one or two small lesions there. So for me, I see it um, as, okay, this is part of the grieving process, and I don't want to stop it, and I don't want to cap it. I just want to honor it so that I can move completely through the healing process. You know, I'll do some things. I adjust my diet, make sure that I know the things that, that may have crept back in when I, since I've been psoriasis-free, psoriasis make sure that ha- they haven't cra- you know, cra- made its way back into my you know, lifestyle, because that can happen, Yeah, and um, get rid of some situations and that needed to be either you know, released or adjusted, and then just allow myself the space and the love and care that I need as I move through a grieving process. So there is no disconnect, right? So, you know, Louise is probably one of the pioneers in this in that field in terms of how we're connected. So is Candace Pert, who wrote um, Molecules of Emotion, which is an excellent book. How, you know, there is no disconnect. There's always, you know, there's always an emotional component. We're emotional, right? right? So one of the big pieces of my work with my clients is really to teaching them to transmute emotional energy instead of capping it medicating it or some way in shape or form ignoring it or not acknowledging it because it's an important important aspect to deal with if you want to heal that's really powerful what you're saying so what can you give us like a little insight into what that looks like when you say how to transmute it instead of basically avoiding it uh, mm-hmm. what what does that look like other than just to express our feelings right so to to transmute an emotional energy is to allow it to uh you know you there's a 
there's a point where you need to express it. You need to do it appropriately, right? So it's not about just saying whatever you want, whenever you want to. Right? <laughs> right? But let's just take anger. Let's take anger for an example because we have a hard time with anger. We think we're not supposed to be angry, right? right. We're supposed to be happy all the time and, you know, um, people will cap it off, pretend that they're not angry um, and you'll very often see anger manifest on your face like in between your eyebrows, right? That are the lines that are between your eyebrows very often indicate some sort of repressed anger. So you want to be able to be okay with anger because anger um, actually... Uh, will motivate you to make some changes that you need to make, all right? But you you can't harm someone else, and you don't want to have anger hurt you, or or whether it's turned in inwardly or expressed inappropriately, right? So so you have to move through the emotion, right? You also have to. How do I want to explain this? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to ever be angry. I don't want to get other people's anger attached to me. We're on the defensive. Okay, you know, protecting ourselves or managing the emotions rather than just transmuting it. So when you have uh, an emotion, you have a a situation or circumstance or a condition that creates the emotion. Right. So for for anger, for instance, anger, angst or impatience are kind of like all together. You know, that if we if we tend to overwork, if we put too much on our plate, take too much of other people's responsibility. Right? We're doing too much. We're rushing, those kind of things. That's the condition. Creates anger, and then whatever ha- else happens, right? So whatever, whether it gets repressed or not, or expressed or not. So the way to transmute anger is patience and allowing. So there's another emotion you need to bring in to tr- transmute it, right? So patience and allowing for yourself, for the emotion, or for other people who are involved, I feel like we are in the same room and you are just reading my energy and reading my face. (laughs) And my producer, Mario, is sitting over here just grinning and staring at me like she is on to you. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely see my journey. Mine has been a very, uh, very right now kind of, I'm very high energy. And with Mm -hmm. that comes that impatience and then that frustration. And Mm -hmm. yes, I have the lines between the eyebrows. I was like, oh my gosh, she is literally (laughs) talking to me. But we live in an impatient society. I know I'm not alone in this. I know that all of us go through this. I want it. I want it right now. And, and, and it is frustrating and, and figuring out what to do with that energy and how to channel it in a positive way and how to release the excess kind of like a pressure cooker. So it doesn't build up inside, but you know, it lets off that steam. It is very important to our health. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no disconnect. No. So yes, I mean you're not alone. It's one of the most, you know, most, <laughs> you know. And very often, else, you know, when I'm doing a face reading, and I'll talk about that, you know, it's the face readings are always the way that I do face readings are always in a non-judgmental fashion. It's you know we always want to be kind and gentle to ourselves. It's not about we don't need anything else to you know beat ourselves up over. It's really just about you know becoming aware, right? Because here's the other piece to that. So if you are, if you have those lines, right, so then you, you know, you can acknowledge that you, you have some issues with anger, angst, and impatience. Not everyone can. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty into the acknowledging yeah. part of my life. <laughs> well, some people will say, I'm not angry. And then you have these lines, right? <laughs> I'm not angry, you know. Either way, okay, so, so you can acknowledge it. You see that it's manifesting on your face. So the area, each area of your face represents an, or, an, an organ, an organ system, and an emotion associated with that emotion. 
So that area is your liver. Yes, I am aware okay. that my liver is yeah. going through it too. Right. So when you learn to transmute, and the first step really is to transcend. So we were really the first step is really to talk about this and really take you know start to take steps to back up off the throttle. Right. If we're talking about you specific, like not put so much on your plate, you want to acknowledge that you're high energy. You know that's not likely to change. Right. Right. But you need to maybe not put so much on your plate. <laughs> like okay. that new magazine I'm about to launch yeah. on top of everything else. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe give someone else some responsibilities that you don't necessarily need to be handling yourself, right? Something right. to shift the energy a little bit, okay? And then you also need to do take some steps to take care of your liver. So you want to fortify your liver as much as you can, right? Sometimes people will jump right in and start doing all these detoxifying and all these other things. But, you know, you want may want to back up a little bit. And fortify and strengthen, you know, and then take some things off your plate. And then maybe you think about doing a detoxification or things to, you know, to help your liver. But just becoming aware of the emotion and, and doing some things um, energetically. And there's some processes that I work with. Work in that I, you know, we, the videos are on my site. You can see, I think Anger's up there. <laughs> to really work through, um, you know, to use energy to move it to, right? To make the process easier, well, you know, it's funny. Mine has been a mine has been a, a very public journey. I've talked about my stuff ad nauseum and, my, and talk with all my guests about it, and whatever. So, I p- people pretty much heal through hearing my garbage if they listen to this show. And anger has come up for me before, but when it has, like maybe other people, it's been oh well, I'm not really deeply angry about anything. And what you just really the big aha I just got is oh my gosh, all those little frustrations are anger. Like all of that, not being, not being fast enough, not being able to get enough done in a day. Now that that hard pushing is a form of anger and we haven't always had it translated that way for us. Right. Well, okay. So for anybody that's not angry at whatever level that's listening, (laughs) what is another common one that you deal with a lot? Grief. Uh, So anger, grief and fear and apprehension. So grief manifests on your cheeks. Um, coming down the sides of your eyes and down if if it's long-term chronic grief uh, down the sides of your face Um, fear and apprehension Uh, and when you transmute or learn to transmute grief in which you know grief is a long process and it's very different for everyone um, you you strengthen and fortify your lungs your lungs so um, then uh, fear and apprehension with right now with everything going on in our world fear and apprehension is up on the top right now I'm sure And fear and apprehension manifests on your chin, has to do with your kidneys. So when you transmute that, you fortify and strengthen your kidneys. So um, very often you you can see, you know, I have one client in particular who you would never think she was fearful. But you um, can, when I touch her her chin, you can feel like little balls of energy on her chin. Wow. So you can see very, you know, very often um, it'll be bumpy and mottled and have sort of an orange peel effect to it and um, sometimes will people in the skincare industry will refer to it as pre-rosacea or rosacea type skin because it's also have broken capillaries and also has some inflammation associated with it the, um, the energy is fear and apprehension and I see it in 20 year olds I see it in 60 year olds right so we need to work on releasing the fear and apprehension and feeling safe right 
Okay, um, I'm a little confused when you say rosacea. I've actually had that. It doesn't mm-hmm. manifest as much for me anymore. But mm-hmm. when I had it, it wasn't my chin that was so much affected as my cheeks. So is that mm-hmm. saying that I had fear mixed with grief at that time? Or what does that kind of a combination mean? Okay, so for you, it would really be where it manifests. So if it didn't manifest on, if you had that kind of inflammation on your cheeks, I would think about what was going on during that time and, and, and maybe think about um, grief. Yeah, my it, and and I was going through a lot. I had buried my mom and, and it, there was a lot of grief going on and a lot of overwhelm too. Yes. All right, so see how that see how it's connected right this so is so the, fascinating it's not the rosacea it's where it may, where the rosacea is like you right. were talking with louise hay yeah so interesting so what about people that have i mean we've we've focused on the face but mm-hmm. there are people that have skin conditions that affect other parts of their body that they have a lot of issues with so then that ties then with what that part of the body represents Yes. Now, um, you know, we want to be, you know, it's, it's good to talk about it like this in terms to help us understand, you know, the philosophy, but right. you want to be careful not to just um, sort of, you have to look at the person as a whole, right? So, you don't you want to be careful about saying, you know, oh, it's what that there's one spot. So there must be this, right? right? Because you could have something else somewhere else that it's balancing something out. And then, you know, it, it gets a little bit more complex than that. Yes. Okay, so you just want to be careful with that because we don't want to. It becomes a form of a judgment almost, and and that's not um, helpful. Right, and it's oversimplified. So yes, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 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 yes and no. (laughs) 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 Yes and no, but you know you you have the you have the concept. I do. Okay, great. So tell me about how then this is a passion for you. You're writing about it. Tell me about your book a little bit. Well, the book, Being Beautiful Through Energy and Love, I, I wrote about three years ago. And um, it really came up from my clients. My clients really wanted to know what it is exactly that I do and why I do it and that kind of thing. Um, it There was a woman, one of my clients, who was 70 years old, somewhere in that bracket, tiny little lady, and I was doing a, a facial, you know, you know, a facial, a typical facial, a regular facial. And uh, she had had a facelift. And I stopped along the scars in her hairline and sort of did a little energy work there. And she said, I don't know why I ever had that facelift. It really didn't change a thing. Wow. So, you know, because I am an esthetician, I get these questions a lot, right? So what's in the book is how to take care of your skin with all the components we really talked about. It's also about going a little bit deeper. And before you do anything, before you have a facelift or Botox or, you know, implants or anything, what is it you're really actually trying to change? What is it you're trying to accomplish? Step back a little bit and at least have a face reading or do some of of the uh, deep work before you change something. Because first of all, you might decide, you know what? I've heard that. I might just keep those lines. Yes. Right. Or when you acknowledge something, the lines go away. So one of the things in the book and in the program is I created a program from the book because I felt like the book was just information. And I really want to help people completely through the healing process to really teach them how to use this process. And it's really about um, there's there's a process I call emotional Qigong sequencing, which is using the pictures. And to look back, like, for instance, with you, we could probably look back some pictures when, you you know, your mother was dying and, you you know, going through that whole process. And you can see 
you know, grief come and go. You can see when things may have things happened and that you're still holding on to and you thought you processed, right? Yeah. So it gives you an opportunity to to change the lines. That's really powerful. You're saying that as we deal with things emotionally, our facial lines change, disappear, that we can facelift through emotional healing. Yes. That's awesome. I've seen some of the effects of that in the shamanic path around people in some of the more intensive plant healing ceremonies and such. I've been to Peru and worked with the plant medicine and, mm. and, and yes, it's amazing. They call it the, the Amazonian, the Amazonian facelift because you come out of there completely <laughs> wrinkle free and then you come back to life and the wrinkles start to reappear in some places where we're still dealing with things. So yeah. I love yeah. that you say that we can do that. And that's the work that you do with your clients. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes the reverse is also true. I'll have clients who've had work done and they didn't realize what the ramifications. And, you know, one of the things I see a lot of is people have a um, hooded, what's called hooded, hooded eye, eyebrow, excuse me, eyelids, like their lids are hooded, like they, and so it ages us, right? So our, you know, the, the tissue on our upper lid is very uh, fragile. But if you have hooded um, eyes, they're set back a little bit. You've typically had uh, either you're very introverted or you've had some sort of hurt, right? So the hoodedness of your eyes tells the world to tell people who you're um, interacting with, look, I'm open, but I'm, I'm really not that, you know, I'm not that open. Like, just be gentle with me, right? Let's just go slowly and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll appreciate that. But when you have your eyes done, particularly overdone, right? And your eyeballs are, you know, wide open. Right? <laughs> that was well put. <laughs> um, it's, it sends out a different message. It's an energetic message. I'm yeah. ready to rock. You know, I'm here. I am. I'm ready to go. But how you, what you are intrinsically is shy or introverted or, right. or you've been hurt and you want to go slowly. And I don't typically talk about uh, celebrities, but Kenny Rogers talks very openly about his plastic surgery. And the one he'll say the, what mentioned the most will be his eyes. And he says, I miss my soft eyes. Yeah. Because, you know, he's, you know, a soft kind of guy. And, you know, those, that's gone when you, when you change things, right? So you want to just, you know, take some time before making a decision like that. Because I've dealt with, a way, you know, too much regret uh -huh. in my treatment room. Right. So the process that I teach is really to uh, minimize regret and make decisions from a place of love and self-respect and self-compassion rather than trying to, f to fix something you think is broken. You or know, I think something it's, you think is going to make you happy. Yes. Right? I think it's right. this ideal that we have that we're all supposed to look 20 and perfect forever and not have a wrinkle on our face and not have whatever. And some of the most beautiful people that I know have lots of laugh lines around their eyes and a wisdom about their face that is in those wrinkles and they could remove them and I'd still love them, but I love their face the way it is because it shows their character. It's like a character removal to have a facelift to me. And I don't mean to sound in judgment. If someone wants to do that or needs to do that, that's their journey. But right. I just hope people, and myself included, because I need to be able to look in the mirror and see this for myself as well, that right. the, the quote unquote flaws are symbols to the world of who we are, just like the hooded eyes you just described so well. And I think that, you know, it's part of human nature to want to, to be attractive, right? So we're human beings, right? Right. And so the drive to be attractive is innate, right? Yeah. And 
attractive and healthy and all of those things, right? And, you know, we have a lot of choices available to us. And, you know, again, you know, many of my clients, you know, will choose to have some of these, you know, procedures done. And like you said, there's no judgment in that. I, I just would like people to understand their choices. Yeah. Before they, they make them and know that it's very possible to change your skin and improve your skin um, with energy and with the right nutrition. You know, it's a, it's, there's, there's, there are other things you need to do too. I mean, you know, it's a package deal. Exactly. And um, you can only benefit from it. Well, your book sounds fascinating, and I love the the message that you're sending and the work that you're doing. And you're right. We do have so many choices available to us, and that's part of the human experience I believe we come for. But learning to love ourselves and let our authenticity shine through us, I think, is is an important part of this journey, whatever that looks like for each person. Right. Right. And, you know, the one of the spiritual aspect, how the spirituality piece sort of is is in there. And you you touched on a little bit before where you it's not only wisdom that you see when someone's beautiful and they're beautiful at 70 or 80 and with or without the lines, you know, is this radiance. Yeah. And if you pay attention to how uh, skincare is marketed, that's what they're marketing radiance and glow and all this right that's the that's the words they used to promote the skincare product or procedure right that's right that's 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 what we're after right so where that resides is in energy in source in peacefulness yes and serenity and that just doesn't come in a bottle that's right the more i allow light and love and my soul to shine through me. Yes, you're right. That is the radiance that people would love to be able to run out and buy in a bottle. And it takes a little more than that to get the authentic thing. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and you can see it. You can see the people who have captured that. So or understand that. Yes. <laughs> so working with a young client and you think, wow, I've got this girl and she's 13, 14, 15, and she's got her whole life ahead of her and I can set her on a healthy path from the get-go. What is your best advice to someone, to a teenager that might be listening to this or someone young that's starting out that might avoid some mistakes and start on a more authentic, holistic, beautiful path? Well, the good news is, is that that age group is very open to those lifestyle changes. You know, they're, they're almost ahead of us, older crowd they are (laughs) (laughs) so the conversation is much easier yeah Um, you know I did have an interesting conversation with a young man that came to see me uh, for his acting and he's actually from um, Taiwan and he's going to school here in uh, New Hampshire and his acne he had you know uh, cystic acne quite severe so I asked him do you have acne when you return home no (laughs) no no was the answer so I said, you need to try to eat as close to what you would typically eat when you're home, when you're here. I know it's a huge challenge when you're at school, you know, college. Yeah. But, can you know, can you at least see the connection, right? And he did. And so he, you know, he would have to go out of his way, you know, to get some food that you would not, that's not offered at school. Um, but he could see, didn't go away. It didn't completely resolve his acne because, you know, they're, you know, it's hard. It's hard when you have so much um, junk food and quick stuff available to you. It's easier when you can, when you're home and, you know, you can control a little bit about what you're eating and things That's like right. that. Right? So, you know, it was pretty, pretty apparent to him what he needed to do in terms of his, his diet. 
So, you know, in terms of the spirituality piece, younger kids tend, they like, they like the word energy. It's com- more comfortable for them. And they understand that as well, as opposed to God or the divine or source, you know. Yeah. So, um, so we, you know, we have some conversations with that. And then and I talk about the emotional, the emotional piece, which is a little bit harder for them to understand. But, you know, they, once they start to experience it, then that, that makes that conversation easier. Right. I think it's beautiful, the work that you're doing. Thank you for doing what you're doing to help us see how beauty is an extension of what's going on inside of us and helping us to go in and do a little inner healing that's going to create some outer healing. Well, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I have carved out a little career for myself that helps me connect with people on a very deep level. So I'm grateful for that. Well, we appreciate you. What's on the horizon for you? Projects you're working on, upcoming events, anything like that? Well, I, you know, I, I created an online course from the book, From Being Beautiful Through Energy and Love, and that was launched this week, this month, actually. Um, if you're interested in that, you can go to my website. There's a page on that, you know, uh, information on that. It's actually going to be going up in, the price is going to be going up in February. Um, but it really has everything that, that you need to understand in terms of, of healing the skin with energy and, and love and nutrition and, and all those things. Um, I do have a webinar that I, I have weekly, and that's free of charge, complimentary. And I also offer face readings. So face readings are complimentary, and you, go, you can, uh, under Energy Aesthetics on the site, you can, and I encourage you to do so. It's an hour-long session. You'll learn a lot about yourself. We'll have some fun. And um, finally, the last piece is in August, August 8th. I'm having a first um, retreat, a healing retreat here in, in New Hampshire. And if you're interested in that, I would recommend joining my email list and be certain to get that information out to you. So that's what's happening. <laughs> Perfect. And we can do all of that through alternative-skin.com, right? Yes, correct. Wonderful. Well, I always ask my guests, this has been such a, a fun talk with you today. I, I always ask if there's a parting message or some thought that you'd like to leave us with. So what would you like to share around beauty and wellness? Well, I think that it really boils down to, you know, um, self-love and self-compassion. I think that more than anything, uh, that's where uh, healing starts. And then we can bring our best selves to other people to help them heal as well. Yeah, you really got me on that word compassion. I've been mm-hmm. moving into deepening layers of self-love and compassion is something that I've had a bit of a shortage this lifetime with in receiving mm-hmm. and in giving. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very important, isn't it? That's where all of that frustration and anger and all of that comes from. We need to be compassionate with ourselves. Yes. And it's, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge because it feels like a selfish move. <laughs> yes. But I... I encourage it. So Perfect. Thank you so much. It's been such a joy getting to visit with you today. Thank you. I've enjoyed myself as well. Thank you for your time. Would you like to be a guest on Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note at info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.